Hi, I'm Nick. Hey, I'm Will. Hey, I'm Anya. And I'm Jules. And this is the Nerds In Podcast. Welcome back, nerds and nerdettes. Uh, today we have an exciting reading episode for you. And we have our favorite NPC here. Don't tell anyone else. Uh, Chris. Chris. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Thank We're you here. for gracing us with your presence. Yay, Chris. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. And there was much rejoicing. There was. <laughs> so we are reading chapter three of The Hobbit today. So let's get our characters introduced here. I will be Thorne and the company, and um, Chris will be um, totally forgot. Uh, will will be our narrator. Here to cheer you guys on. You guys are doing well. <laughs> yes. He is a character somewhere. We just don't know what. That's all right. Just, cool. just you know, find out. You know. Um, <laughs> We have Anya as Bilbo Baggins. What's up? And Jules as our local Gandalf. This is Elrond. We hadn't said that already. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, uh, I, you said how? How is it pronounced again? Elrond. Elrond. I've been saying everything but Elrond. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's been kind of funny. It's like just literally like it says it right there. It's like what? <laughs> I'm so, I do not want to. I've been doing that more Lord of the all Rings day actually. Anything fans. yeah, I, <laughs> anything that I've said, <laughs> say anything but the thing that I said. Sorry, I'm terrible. <laughs> what you know, We love it. We love it. Alrighty, well, let's get started. Chapter three. They did not sing or tell stories that day even though the weather improved, nor the next day, the day after. They had begun to feel that danger was not far away on either side. They camped under the stars, and their horses had more to eat than they had, for there was plenty of grass, but there was not much in their bags, even with what they had gotten from the troll. One morning, they forded a river at a wide, shallow place, full of noise of stones and foam. The far bank was steep and slippery. When they got to the top of it, leading their ponies, they saw that the great mountains had marched down very near to them. Already, they seemed only a day's easy journey from the feet of the nearest. Dark and dreary it looked. There were patches of sunlight on its brown sides, and beyond its shoulders, the tips of snow peaks gleamed. Is it a mountain? asked Bilbo in a solemn voice, looking at it with round eyes. He'd never seen a thing that looked so big before. Of course not, said Balin. That is only the beginning of the Misty Mountains. We have got to get through, or over, or under those somehow, before we can come to the wider land beyond. It is a deal away even from, other, from the other side of them to the Lonely Mountain, in the east where smog lies on our treasure. Oh, said Bilbo, and just at that moment he felt more tired than he ever remembered feeling before. He was thinking once again of his comfortable chair before the fire and his favorite sitting room in his hobbit hole, and of the kettle singing, not for the last time. Now Gandalf led the way, 
We must not miss the road, or we shall be done for. He said, We need food, for one thing, and rest in reasonable safety. Also, it is very necessary to tackle the missy mountains by the proper path, or else you will get lost in them, and have to come back and start at the beginning again, if you ever get back at all. They asked him where he was making for, and he answered, You are come to the very edge of the wild, as some of you may know, hidden somewhere ahead of us in the fair valley of Rivendell, where Elrond lives in the last last homely house. I sent a message by my friends, and we are expected. That sounded nice and comforting, but they had not got there yet, and it was not so easy as it sounds to find the last homely house west of the mountains. There seemed to be no trees and no valleys and no hills to break the ground in front of them, only one vast slope going slowly up and up to meet the feet of the nearest mountain a wide land the color of heather and crumbling rock with patches and slashes of grass green and moss green showing where water water might be morning passed the afternoon came but in all the silent waste there was no sign of any dwelling they were growing anxious for they saw now that the house might be hidden almost anywhere between them and the mountain they came on unexpected valleys narrow with steep sides that opened suddenly at their feet. They looked down, surprised to see trees below them and running water at the bottom. There were gullies they could almost leap over, but very deep with waterfalls in them. There were dark ravines that one could neither jump over nor climb into. There were bogs, some of them green, pleasant places to look at, with flowers growing bright and tall. But a pony that walked there with a pack on his back would never come out again. It was indeed a much wider land from the ford to the mountains than ever you would have guessed. Bilbo was astonished. The only path was marked with white stones, some of which were small, and others were half covered with moss or heather. Altogether, it was a very slow business following the track, even guided by Gandalf seemed to know his way pretty well. His head and beard wagged this way and that as he looked for the stones, and they followed his lead, but they seemed no nearer to the end of the search when the day began to fail. Tea time had long gone by, and it seemed supper time would soon do the same. There were moths fluttering about, and the light became very dim, for the moon had not risen. Bobo's pony began to stumble over rocks and stones. They came to the edge of a steep fall in the ground so suddenly that Gandalf's horse nearly slipped down the slope. Here it is at last, he called, and the others gathered round him and looked over the edge. They saw a valley far below. They could hear the voice of hurrying water in a rocky bed at the bottom. The scent of trees was in the air, and there was a light on the valley side across the water. Bilbo never forgot the way they slithered and slipped in the dusk down the steep zigzag path into the secret valley of Rivendale. The air grew warmer as they got lower, and the smell of the pine trees made him drowsy, so that every now and again he nodded and nearly fell off or bumped his nose on the pony's neck. 
Their spirits rose as they went down and down. The trees changed to beech and oak, and there was a comfortable feeling in the night in the twilight. The last green had almost faded out of the grass when they came at length to an open glade not far above the banks of the stream. Hmm, it smells like elves, thought Bilbo, and he looked up at the stars. They were burning bright and blue. Just then came a burst of song, like laughter in the trees. So they laughed and sang in the trees, and pretty fair nonsense, I dare say you think. Not that they would care. They would only laugh all the more if you told them so. They were elves, of course. Soon, Bilbo caught glimpses of them as the darkness deepened. He loved elves, though he seldom met them. But he was a little frightened of them, too. Dwarves don't get on well with them. Even decent dwarves, like Thorin and his friends, think them foolish, which is a very foolish thing to think, or get annoyed with them. For some elves, tease them and laugh at them, and most of all, at their beards. Well, well, said a voice. Just look, Bilbo the Hobbit on a pony. My dear, isn't it delicious? Most astonishing, wonderful. And off they went into another song as ridiculous as the one I have written down in full. At last one, a tall young fellow, came out of the trees and bowed to Gandalf and to Thorin. Welcome to the valley, he said. Thank you, said Thorin a bit gruffly. But Gandalf was already off his horse and among the elves, talking merrily with them. You are a little out of your way, said the elf. That is, if you are making for the only path across the water into the house beyond. We will set you upright, but you had best get on foot until you are over the bridge. Are you going to stay a bit and sing with us, or will you go straight on? Supper is preparing over there, he said. I can smell the wood fires for the cooking. Tired as he was, Bilbo would have liked to stay a while. Elvish singing is not a thing to miss in June under the stars. Not if you care for such things. Also, he would have liked to have a few private words with these people that seemed to know his names, all about him, although he had never seen them before. He thought their opinion of his adventure might be interesting. Elves know a lot and are wondrous folk for news and know what is going on among the peoples of the land, as quick as water flows or quicker. But the dwarves were all for supper as soon as possible just then, and would not stay. On they all went, leading their ponies, till they were brought to a good path, and so at last to the very brink of the river. It was flowing fast and noisily, as mountain streams do of a summer evening, when sun has been all day on the snow far above. There was only a narrow bridge of stone without a parapet, as narrow as a pony could walk well walk on, and over that they had to go, slow and careful, one by one, each leading his pony by the brindle. The elves had brought bright lanterns to the shore, and they sang a merry song as the party went across. Don't dip your beard in the foam, father, they cried to Thorin, who was bent almost on his hands and knees. It is long enough without your watering it. 
My and Bilbo doesn't eat all the cakes. They called. He's too fat to get through the keyholes yet. Hush, hush. Good people and good night. Said Gandalf, who came last. Valleys have ears, and some elves have over-merry tongues. Good night. And so at last, they all came to the last homely house, and found its doors flung wide. Now, it is a strange thing, but things that are good to have and days that are good to spend are soon told about, and not much to listen to, while things that are uncomfortable, palpitating, and even gruesome may make a good tale and take a deal of telling anyway. They stayed long in that good house, fourteen days at least, and they found it hard to leave. Bilbo would gladly have stopped there forever and ever, even supposing a wish would have taken him right back to his hobbit hole without trouble. Yet there is little to tell about their stay. The master of the house was an elf friend, one of those people whose fathers came into the strange stories before the beginning of history, the wars of the evil goblins and the elves and the first men in the north. In those days of our tales, there are still some people who had both elves and heroes of the north for ancestors, and Elrond, the master of the house, was their chief. He was as noble and as fair in the face as an elf lord, as strong as a warrior, as wise as a wizard, as venerable as a king of dwarves, and as kind as summer. He came into many tales, but his part in the story of Bilbo's great adventure is only a small one, though important, as you'll see, if you ever get to the end of it. His house was perfect, whether you like food or sleep or work or storytelling or singing or just sitting and thinking best or a pleasant mixture of them all. Evil things did not come into that valley. I wish I had time to tell you even a few of the tales, or one or two of the songs that had been heard in that house. All of them. The ponies, as well, grew refreshed and strong in a few days there. Their clothes were mended, as well as their bruises, their tempers and their hopes. Their bags were filled with food and provisions, light to carry, but strong, to bring them over the mountain passes. Their plans were improved with the best advice. So the time came to Midsummer Eve, and they were to go on again with the early sun on Midsummer morning. Elrond knew all the runes of every kind. That day he looked at the swords they brought from the troll's lair and said, These are not troll make. They are old swords, very old swords of the high elves of the west, my kin. They were made in Godolin for the goblin wars. They must have come from a dragon's horde or goblin plunder, for dragons and goblins destroyed that city many ages ago. This, Thorin, the runes name Orcris, the goblin cleaver in the ancient tongue of Gondola. It was a famous blade. This, Gandalf, was a glandering, foe hammer that the king of Gondola once wore. Keep them well. Whence did the trolls get them, I wonder? Said Thorin looking at his sword with a new interest. I could not say, said Elrond. But one may guess that your trolls have plundered other plunderers or come on the remnants of old robberies in some hold in the mountains. I've heard that there are still forgotten treasures of old to be found in the deserted caverns of the, of the mines of Moria since the dwarf and goblin war. 
Thorin pondered these words. I will keep this sword in honor, he said. May it soon cleave goblins once again. A wish that is likely to be granted soon enough in the mountains, said Elrond. But show me now your map. He took it and gazed long at it, and he shook his head. For if he did not altogether approve of dwarves and their love of gold, he hated dragons and their cruel wickedness. And he grieved to remember the ruins of the town of Dale and its merry bells, and the burned banks of the bright river running. The moon was shining in the, a broad silver crescent. He held up the map, and the white light shone on it. What is this? He said. There are moon letters here, beside the plain runes, which say five feet high the door and may walk abreast. What are moon letters? Asked the hobbit, full of excitement. He loved maps, as I've told you before, and he also liked runes and letters and cunning hand handwriting, though when he wrote himself, it was a bit thin and spidery. Moon letters are rune letters, but you cannot see them, said Elrond. Not when you look straight at them. They can only be seen when the moon shines behind them. And what is more, with the more cunning sort, the moon of the same shape and season as the day when they were written. The dwarves invented them and wrote them with silver pens, as your friends could tell you. These must have been written on a Midsummer's Eve and a crescent moon a long while ago. What do, what they, do say? they say? Asked Gandalf and Thorn together, a bit vexed, perhaps, that even Elrond should have found this out first. Though, really, there had not been a chance before, and there would not have been another until goodness knows when. Stand by the greystone when the thrush knocks, read Elrond. And the setting sun, with the last light of Durin's day, will shine upon the keyhole. Durin. Durin! said Thorin. He was the father of the fathers of the eldest race of dwarves, the Longbeards, and my first ancestor. I am his heir. Then what is Durin's day? asked Elrond. The first day of the dwarves' new year, said Thorin. Is, as all should know, the first day of the last moon of autumn on the threshold of winter. We still call it Durin's Day when the last moon of autumn and the sun are in the sky together. But this will not help us much, I fear, for it passes our skill in these days to guess when such a time will come again. That remains to be seen, said Gandalf. Is there any more writing? None to be seen by this moon, said Elrond. And he gave the map back to Thorin, and then they went down to the water to see the elves dance and sing upon the Midsummer's Eve. The next morning was a Midsummer's morning, as fair and as fresh as could be dreamed. Blue sky, and never a cloud, and the sun dancing on the water. Now they rode away amid songs of farewell and good speed, with their hearts ready for more adventure, and with a knowledge of the road they must follow over the misty mountains to the land beyond. Alrighty. Poggers. Oh, no. Poggers, oh, no. my guy. <laughs> Poggers. That was great. That was great.
That's Again, great. we gotta give yeah. we gotta give the MVP to, to Chris, obviously. Uh, no, MVP. None. Yes. <laughs> I was. Her okay. elf voice was a lot better than mine. That's for sure. I liked your elf. No, you had a lot of a lot of good flavor. No, I liked yours, Anya, because I know you didn't do it intentionally, but you like accidentally did a Welsh accent, which is kind of how I always imagined like elves because it's a very old mountain country what is wait how like because it was also kind of like southern it, or like kind of because like, i suck kind of like british. in between it's kind of like in between british and irish yeah cool it's like, I, 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 I guess i can say i can do a welsh accent sort of. <laughs> well that you know show that the parties you know like, yeah you can do british yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no 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 try welsh welsh, <laughs> welsh. Man. Yeah, like the snacks, Welsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly like the fruit snacks. <laughs> you need fruit oh, snacks, so my guy. Fun. Low key though, I like the description for Elrond. I really do. It's uh, I'm gonna throw a little uh, cami on there. It's it's a lot of good vibes. If you feel me, I'm really like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I just like he, he's just very like calm and cool and chill and collective. I think he's my favorite he's character. Like, simply a man who knows yeah. things. Yeah, we know. I, I figured because he's like, yeah, he might be like, you know, high, highborn elf thing, but he's so chill. Like, he just straight yeah. big vibes with the dwarves. I think it's especially when you're watching the movie, you can so see that because when they come upon Merkwood with Legolas and uh, his dad, Thranduil, like they get yeah. so upset. They throw him in jail. <laughs> they take their stuff it's away. Just, and Elrond's like, just like, hey, like, hey, yo, yeah, what up? I'll help you redeem hey, runes. Like, literally, wow. and, and, and in the movie, they literally trash like his, you know, his place of like really dining. Yeah, because yeah. they like, they like sing and like start throwing food everywhere. They have a food fight. <laughs> and Elrond's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, you know <laughs> like, what? These like, kids. You know, yeah, these kids. Prove, like I these prove. dwarves. He's my favorite now. Yep, for sure. I love that description yeah. of him. But he's also like, man, that dude can throw hands. Though. I seen like, uh, that's the one thing I've only seen of Elrond is that the fact like he he does the, not play the games. throwing of the hands. When the throwing of the hands. The eating of thy hands. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, what character would you want to be? And you rated E for everyone. Well, I mean, that was easy. Like, <laughs> uh, why did you ask? <laughs> I, I just threw mine out there because, like, I number one, I didn't have to think. Two, you guys already know, so it's not really yeah, more of an really answer. Hard. It's just addressing Isn't the that obvious. Still on your yeah. credit card? Question mark. Nick actually got that for me. So, yeah, for the audience. Wow, Nick, you got it for her, and then you still, wow. Yeah, he has a matching one of Gimli. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, Nick, you want to describe it? The credit card, like, uh, yeah, it's like the card card cards. It's like a sticker, yeah, that you put yeah. on it, and it's only on the top half, Oops. but it's got, <laughs> <laughs> it's got, uh, write that down, write that down. On mine, it's, oh, <laughs> It's got Legolas and his. It has Gimli, and on mine it says, "I think it's affecting me." In uh, <laughs> Elvish, and Nyx says, "That still only counts as one." That still only counts as one in Dwarvish. It's great. Dwarvish runes. Oh, it's great. Yeah, don't come at me for that. It was a gift, and I love it. So, uh, is it bad that out of all the characters that I've seen and read in Lord of the Rings, uh, Thranduil is? The one that I vibe with the most. <laughs> I vibe with Randora a lot too. Like, he's sick. Yeah. And confirm. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> Nick quotes Randora like all the time. Like, go. I hope that line is in 
the book, you know. I hope it is too, because stay here and rot, if you will. A hundred years is a mere blink in the life of an elf. But I'm patient. I can wait. Oh, no. <laughs> that is Remember, the you wouldn't be able to You wouldn't be able to do that if you're still voicing. Thorn. Well, it would be Y'all gonna have so, to switch. What season it is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Switch the characters up. So y'all gonna have yeah. to. I will Hopefully write. It's, yeah. Sneak. Oh peek yeah, and then and then the, the other one, like, there's nothing more. Oh, what's that scene? Yeah, he's like. Yeah, Legolas <laughs> is like, why did you why do, that? do that? There's still more he could have told us. Why did you do that? You said you set him free. Oh. And I did. I freed his wretched head from his miserable shoulders. That's so messed up. Yeah. That's great. And then, and yeah, and then he's like, there was still more the orc could have told us or something like that. There was nothing more you could have told me. He's <laughs> a sword all like. Yeah, um, all fancy, hot, which really, it's really not fancy, but it looked fancy and it <laughs> was, it was, it was hot. Dude, it was spicy. Sounds, and the, it was the sounds like an absolute unit. The sound <laughs> effect, yeah. Like, I think me and Nick rewinded, re, <laughs> rewinded, so rewound, rewound that scene like so many times just to see that sword twirl. Like, yeah, it was, it was it's, great. It's great. It so I want to, I want to twirl a sword like that. Speaking of uh, an internet thing. Bill, do you have something for us? Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed the reading, and we actually have something interesting that we've been working on a little bit. Ooh! So, uh, yes. we now have a Nerds in YouTube channel. If uh, for more nerd-based adventures across all of the realms. Oh my god. Featuring oh. some of our favorite NPCs. Yes. Some of our favorite NPCs, including the sensei of good vibes himself. Oh, um, yes, Chris in the building. I'm, I'm more of excited. I can't wait to actually hang out with you guys in my very own dojo. It would be very nice. I'd like to thank Nerds in for letting me even do this. But there is Segment more. incoming? But I do appreciate you guys allowing me to do this. Um, it would be really fun, really cool, and I can't wait for the adventures along the way. But there is more besides me, so I'm going to let him continue. There is, There will be uh, yeah. many more, basically. Uh, everyone that you have heard from so far will probably make an appearance at some point in time on the <laughs> channel somewhere. So uh, if you have somebody that you liked hearing but you don't haven't heard in a while, just hold on. <laughs> they will yes. return. And they will return. you have people who you don't like hearing from, uh, you gotta hear from them again. I'll just, I'll just make my exit now. I was more talking about me because I, I re-listened to the first episode and oh man, I. Yeah. Oh man! Oh come on! We all sound Damn. great. Um, <laughs> wow! Oh uh, no! I'm William, just talking dude. about my controversial, <laughs> controversial proto like series, Star Wars series <laughs> ramblings. That's. I can, I can start a whole lot. That was the best no, episode. No, no, it was so good. It was good. It was great. Honestly, I think that one was my favorite. Yeah, that's so great. Lie. All publicity is good for you know? So this is... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, is. Yeah. But, Will, didn't oh. you say... Correct me if I'm That you were thinking of, like, also having a Twitch? Uh, yes, I was also looking into, possibly, if we were able to, uh, 
creating a linked YouTube and Twitch channel. So we would also be fairly regularly, unsure of what the schedule would be currently, uh, doing some uh, little bit of stuff over there. So that would probably be managed uh, by myself. So you'll probably be hearing a lot more of me. I apologize in advance. <laughs> oh, that's it's a okay. good thing. No. I'm just Maybe. here, like... Wait, well, I'll be your biggest I fan. gotta buy the pink cat <laughs> ears you're ruining the allure because you, you don't already have them you don't already have them <laughs> no i mean no, i totally like, I already totally have them do. and i have my entire room is pink and Diva oh you mean these i don't have them right now chris and chris is actually wearing them um <laughs> you know years off. i also gave him all of my pink desk House and, yes. and okay. actually my pink PC. You see, uh, yeah, he's, he's got all the phrase. He is putting my business out there like that. <laughs> yeah. He is practically bathed in pink right now. Like yes. Yeah. Look, if you can't see it, you're colorblind, go talk to your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> we can all, we'll also accept we also accept suggestions from what people wanna wanna see us play or clips or Yes. Yeah. And we can get into more about like who really likes to play what or who's good at what? Yeah, they'll, they'll see as the channel on. goes on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who plays what? Jewel. Yeah. <laughs> I already yeah, I have just... a few games along the way for you guys, so I'll do it yeah. the best. Yeah, so we'll, we'll keep you guys updated and we'll probably be having some little special events on there as well, so we'll get to have some more exciting things uh, upcoming. So I will pass it back to you, Nick. Yeah, and um, like I said, I think this will be a great opportunity to finally play the games <laughs> in my, you know, Steam library, just sitting there collecting dust, even though it's a digital copy. Um, Shadow War. I do realize that this one isn't on Steam, but Breath of the Wild. Yes, yes. That's true, that's true. Just, just basically any game I get, I need to play. <laughs> um, I like and that we have Chris here as a live reaction. Live audience. I feel like, like we're doing something. Audience. Like we're, when we're like, announcing, like we're not yeah. just announcing it to the people who know. Where we get to of see course. Chris being like, "Oh yeah, well, like, yeah, oh, that's look, so cool. I, I represent me in the dojo. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> anybody who's chilling with me in the dojo, especially like my new plant. Shout out to Anya for giving me my new plant. This is an amazing okay. reaction. I'm pretty sure the fans are really gonna like it. Why? Because I'm you guys' biggest fan. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is gonna be cool. I'm really <laughs> excited for you guys. Like, uh, it's it's gonna be amazing. Like, Chris is our only yeah. listener, but he's been every single episode Listen on so repeat. Much. You don't gotta <laughs> call me out like that. He's like, okay, look, Anya, they weren't supposed to know. Like, <laughs> I'm supposed to look professional. I'm a host of <laughs> and over somebody. Like, like, Chris is in fact a paid actor. Um <laughs> Yeah, what you guys don't know is we actually have to pay for him to do all these impressions like, and look, to show okay, up every week. Contract <laughs> but the contracts that you weren't supposed you are to disclose obligated. Yeah, I know, I know it's an NDA, but it was an NDA for him, not for us. <laughs> like doesn't matter. I'm like, still yes, hiding. Like, yes, we made him sign it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Like, we made you sign it so that you can't disclose Look, it. But I mean, if just we wait until I start it. getting my own soundboard. I'll be having our own applause no, for everybody no. and everything. Like, oh, no. Cheering and laughing. <laughs> no. No. You uh, you forget that contract you signed. We own that soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> we, own, <laughs> we own you. We own we, your I, soundboard. Our soundboard. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, dude, Jules, you need to get on that. Our soundboard. The soundboard. It'd be so freaking great. 
get that going, man. You, you, can't see, you can't see us, but we were just like doing the hour. We're doing the hour. <laughs> hour. Uh, Soviet Anthem was playing aggressively in all of our heads. <laughs> uh, so yeah, look forward to all those cool things that are coming in the future. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nerds In. Leave a like slash rating if you enjoyed this episode. And be sure to follow us on our Instagram and Twitter so you can stay up to date on each episode. Until next time, nerds and nerdettes. Later, nerds. Bye. Adios.